Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome in to the Phoenix Sports Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Michaela Perkins and joining me today to talk some heartbreak <laughs> is Gerald Bourget, Craig Morgan and making his Phoenix Sports Podcast debut, Anthony Totri, our new host of PHNX Sun Devils. Welcome to the show, Totri. Thank you guys for the warm welcome. Welcome, man. The whole yes. PHNX family has been great just in the, the first week, so I'm excited for more. Well, good. We're glad to have you here. I'm sorry it's, uh, we're talking some sadness on your first show. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, welcome. <laughs> yes. It's a, no better Arizona welcome than uh, talking about sad yeah. things. Yeah, that's fair. Um, before the show, I blew everybody's mind with how much money I spend a month on Starbucks. <laughs> so I figured we just need to share this because the reaction was hilarious. Um, for those of you that don't know, I drink a coffee a day. I'm addicted to caffeine. And I spend almost $300 a month on Starbucks. And... <laughs> Yeah, the coffee a day is okay. The uh, price tag is not. Yeah, <laughs> everybody here was appalled yeah. by that. So, uh. well, you made so you made the comparison to, like, if you're spending what two you said two eighty a month. Yeah, two eighty a month on coffee versus like a new pair of Jays. So, like, at the end <laughs> of the month, at the end of the month, the coffee's gone. Like forever. Like whatever that's worth to you at the end of the month. I still got the new Jays at the end of the month, so I'd rather put 280 a month toward the Jordans. What that's can I me. say? I'm addicted to caffeine. It's horrendous. <laughs> um, I'm a middle-aged guy. I just put it toward my SRP bill. So. <laughs> there you go. Oh boy, your AARP membership, maybe? Oh, no, there it is. See, here we go with the ageism again. You see what I deal with here? Just kidding. Uh, before we get into our temperature check, if you're on Twitter, watching on Twitter, head over to YouTube. Join us in our comments. We love it when you guys watch along and comment on what we're talking about. We always want to include you on the show. Chris is our in our comments as usual our queen chris uh welcoming mm -hmm. anthony saying anthony made me show up good job anthony you're already pulling your weight <laughs> around here earning yes. <laughs> that paycheck we love to see it uh <laughs> hi chris it's good to see you as always let's get started with our valley sports temperature check and i feel like we should start with the coyotes because it is rare that the coyotes <laughs> win but it's even more rare that they win back-to-back -back games beating the Canadians and then the Jersey Devils, uh, New Jersey Devils last night. Yeah. Craig, uh, this is great. Uh, you don't look excited. <laughs> See, when we started this season, the whole idea was to tank to get as high a draft pick as possible. And now, Correct. as you mentioned, they just beat the Canadians who are now below them in the standings. It's true. And the Devils who are still fairly close, they're probably not gonna catch them, but you're still competing with these teams for the best odds to win the lottery. 
the Coyotes aren't accomplishing their goal right now. <laughs> it's, it's early in the season. We're not even halfway through the season yet, so it's probably not time to pay attention to that yet. But there's got to be some concern, right? You don't want to finish where, you, where you're picking fifth in the draft. When, when you've done everything that you've done and then you end up picking fifth in the draft, that's not a good thing. Yeah, that would probably be the most Coyotes thing ever to it would be, uh, yes. somehow manage mess up. <laughs> there are a lot there. of so Coyotes things to talk about. Yes. Um, well, on one hand, it's good that they're winning. On one hand, it's not. But I feel like it's going to be okay. They're going to figure it out. Uh, they are not, like Craig Morgan. They're no longer the worst team in the NH. What am I saying? They're no longer the worst <laughs> team in the league. They finally hit double digits in the win column. They got 10 wins. Yep. Um, there are some players in COVID protocol. What is the latest on Dezingle and the other COVID protocol? They'll just players? have to go through the, the protocol days now. It's, it's down to five days now, but you, of course, you have to test out of it. You have to test negative, and then they can come out two tests, I believe it is. So it's going to happen. And then the NHL and PA recently agreed after the All-Star break to only test symptomatic players following other leagues lead so i i think after the all-star break the covid issue is by the by the most part uh, just going to go away for the nhl interesting all right um speaking of the covid issue the coyotes had a bunch of games recently rescheduled due to covid um what is the latest on their new newly scheduled games yeah they packed them all into that three-week window that was supposed to be the olympic right. break of course nhl players are not going to the olympics now so there was this three-week gap and they were able to jam them all in and they actually still have like a week break where they're not doing anything so if there are any more postponed games they could always slide them in there as well but it, it actually worked out really well so for, you're okay with the rescheduling yeah it, it good. looks good for most of the league there's some teams that had more games postponed than others so it's a little more compacted for them but got it it worked out okay well good we're happy that it worked out for the coyotes and uh, hopefully the rest of the teams that had some games rescheduled it worked out for them too Moving on to the Suns, they are scheduled to take on the Dallas Mavericks tonight. They are The Suns are riding an eight-game win streak against the Mavs, which I didn't know until I uh, was preparing for the show. <laughs> mm -hmm. Gerald, what are you looking forward to in this matchup tonight? Two red-hot teams, actually. I mean, the Suns obviously have the best record in basketball, but the Mavs have quietly won 10 of their last 11. They have a top-five defense, which boggles the mind because they don't have any like elite defenders. Um, so it's an interesting game between two Western Conference playoff teams and obviously no DA so that's gonna make a difference you know the maps have Kristaps Porzingis he's a seven footer so you'd like to have DA for that type of matchup but it's it's always fun when Luca and, and the Suns play each other um, especially given their history with that 2018 draft yeah absolutely um, for those of you that don't watch our PHNX Sun show Espo is on this bender that uh, the Suns are the best team in the NBA. Yes. So I'll ask you, Gerald, do you agree that the Suns are the best team in the NBA? I do. I, I think you look at the fact that they've only played, I think, 33% of the season or something like that with all three of their big three healthy. Mm. They've had guys in and out of the lineups all year long. Um, you know, nobody too major, but DA's missed time, Booker's missed time. Um, and the fact that they're, I think, two and a half games up on the Warriors right now is pretty impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they've had so many guys in and out, and they have one of the best point differentials. They have a top five offense, top five defense. Everything checks out. Whether they're built to, be, to beat some of these teams like the Bucks or the Nets or the Warriors in a seven-game series, that's to be determined. But right now, yeah, they're the best team in the NBA. We love to hear that. Uh, what a turnaround going from a, what, 19-win season a couple of years oh, ago God. to... Uh... Speaking of heartbreak. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Um, I feel like you're setting the table for heartbreak. With I know. Yeah, I'm, still, I'm slowly walking us there. I'm dipping our toes in so we don't, we don't get there right away. Totri, um, how do you feel about NBA All-Star voting? Do you think it's rigged? Are you a fan? 
I mean, it's 100% rigged. All right, there you have <laughs> there's, it. <laughs> there's no reason what was a couple weeks ago before Clay had even stepped on the court. Mm-hmm. He was yes. already, what, above Above and that's Booker? why I mm-hmm. asked, because they did a second update, and Clay is still ahead of Devin Booker in the rankings, um, and he's played maybe one or two games before they released that update. So. I think if Book wants to pass Clay, he needs to get on the same level of headband gang. Oh, like, okay. I, I think the there headband. needs to be a competition there, like just in that. Um, and I think, I think, in all seriousness, I think Clay is deserving, um, just from a talent perspective, to be an All Star. But in terms of beating out book before he even steps on the court <laughs> yeah that's just kind of embarrassing i feel like for yeah. the nba it's not great i think we need to ban the fan vote um i'm on the ban the fan vote wagon yeah um <laughs> until all of you learn how to vote fairly your your rights should be revoked uh, um yeah the trade deadline, February 10th, is quickly approaching. Gerald just wrote a fabulous article on gophnx.com. If you haven't signed up to be a member, please do so. You'll get access to all of Gerald's written content as well as Craig's and everybody else's. I know Totri's going to be writing some fire articles about the Sun Devils. Yep. So you have that to look forward to. So make sure you go head over to gophnx.com and sign up to become a member. If you sign up for an annual membership, you'll get a free T-shirt, which is great. None of us are wearing them today. We failed no. in that department, but that's okay. <laughs> check, out our, uh, <laughs> check out our website. <laughs> Um, so the trade deadline is approaching. Do you see foresee the Suns going after anybody and adding to this roster? I don't know if they have to make a move, but they're a team that should make a move. I think when you're this close to a title, if you can make a move that brings in one piece that just pushes you even slightly a little bit mm-hmm. forward in that race, you do it. Especially because, you know, they you look at guys, they have Dario Saric's contract that they can put together and build a kind of trade for a medium-tier guy. Um, Jalen Smith, who's you know, player option, they decline for next year. So he's probably not going to be around anyway. And then throw one or two picks on top of that and try and get someone like an Eric Gordon or a Robert Covington or someone who can either defend multiple wing positions or provide you with a scoring punch off the bench. You know, they need somebody that can score on their own when Chris Paul and Devin Booker get double teamed or when defenses focus on them. So they need somebody like that. And I think if you can, like, this is the time to go all in on a championship window like who cares about draft picks that are probably going to be in the 20s or 30s anyway throw them out there bring in someone who can help you your window is now who would be your ideal like if you could pick one person who would you want it to be to come join this team i'd probably go eric gordon you know the rockets are really bad this year but gordon is having a great season i think he's second in the nba in three-point percentage and he's a guy who can create off the bounce or off the ball so he'd be my ideal fit and i think you can get him from houston if you are willing to throw in a draft pick or so. All right. Well, if you want more information on all of the breakdown that Gerald did on potential trade acquisitions for the Suns, like I said, he wrote an awesome article that you can go check out on gophnx.com. Really quickly, um, checking in on the Diamondbacks slash baseball, there's nothing happening. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's really sad. Uh, The league, they met for the first time to do an economic proposal a couple of, like two weeks ago, I want to say, and it went absolutely nowhere, which we all pretty much anticipated. Um, Do any of you follow the CBA? Negotiations, no, nobody cares. All right. Well, um, (laughs) in my opinion, it's going to be forever until we get baseball. I'm almost positive the beginning of the season is going to be delayed at this point. Um, The league has not met again since that initial economic proposal meeting two weeks ago, and it's not looking good. So unfortunately, not much on the baseball front. And then, of course, um, in terms of the Cardinals, that is our main topic of the day. So I'm going to hold off on that. But um, do you have a comment here? 
There's a lot. Okay, love let's. Uh, Gerald. Oh, Gerald. <laughs> oh, Gerald's good. getting some love on the it's pod. It's mostly just Shane. <laughs> um, Chris but saying all of it, Gerald's Shane. articles are fantastic. <laughs> yes, they are. Um, love to see that. Did she ask a question? I can't see. There's also there's reading. also a couple people just offering up names that they'd like to see, I think, as trade acquisitions. Got yeah. it. All right. Well, I mean, I guess they share your opinion that although the Suns don't have to, they probably should add, add yeah. some more help there. Especially if they can make a move on the fringe of the roster without breaking up the core. I don't see anything splashy happening, but yep. if they can get an extra bench piece that'll be part of the playoff rotation, I think you'd do it. All right. Well, before we get into our main topic of the day, I got to tell you guys about DraftKings Sportsbook. We are on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. The Cardinals aren't, but uh, the other teams in the NFL are on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL, is celebrating with a huge odds boost for new customers. We are counting down to Super Bowl 56, and you can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Just bet $5 and get $280 in free bets if your team wins. Are you not a new customer? You can still get in on the action of the divisional round playoffs with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets for the on the, for the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. That's one of my favorite parts of the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code PHNX for 56 to 1 odds at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 and up only, Arizona only. A gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions reply. See, apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. <sighs> All right, guys. <laughs> That was radio quality. Yeah. Oh my speedy. gosh. Yeah, it's all the like caffeine hitting me at once. Get your money's worth. Yeah. Yeah, I got to get my $280 worth. Um, all right. Let's talk about some heartbreak. Uh, I it. hate to do it, but geez, oh man, did the Cardinals ever disappoint on Monday? I don't even know what I watched. Um, PHNX was in LA. I was there at the game covering, helping out with our content. And good Lord, that was horrible. <laughs> Um, I just don't understand it, you guys. The Cardinals, they came into the season. They started the season 7-0. and uh, Kyler Murray was an early MVP candidate. We made a TikTok about it. Uh, go check out our TikTok <laughs> channel. We're blowing up. Uh, follow us on TikTok. It'll make me really happy. But they just started the season so well. I mean, they brought in J.J. Watt in the offseason. They signed Zach Ertz in the middle of the season. It, all, all things were going for them. And then they get into the playoffs for the first time since 2015. And they, for the lack of a better term, crap the bed. That was so disappointing. I mean, how did you guys react to that game? I didn't see a blowout coming, but I thought the Rams would win that game. I just I didn't see it being so lopsided. That was that was just such a poor showing. Mm. They weren't in that game at any point. It no. was just a non-competitive game, and that's that's a, a damning uh, analysis of of your team. And I, I I wonder how it colors the off season. I wonder how they feel about a lot of things at this point. What mm. was the most disheartening thing to you in that game, Toe Tree? Oh, that J.J. Watt was back for that. That like there was so mm. much buildup for J.J.'s return, and it just kind of felt like everyone around him, players, coaches, just let him down. Yeah. After you know weeks, months of strenuous rehab for a guy that is surprisingly has anything left of a shoulder, came <laughs> back and played well defensively. Pr- probably played better than anyone defensively um, on the Cardinal side, and then it just wasn't even kind of like Greg said it wasn't even a game yeah how'd you feel about it Gerald 
I mean, I only watched the first half, and that was split <laughs> that between was the Suns. <laughs> yeah, because well, like the Suns were playing, and Devin Booker dropped forty eight that night. So I was like, "Thank God, Arizona sports fans have a reprieve that yeah. they can change the channel to." Because Seriously. Book yeah. dropping forty eight on the Spurs, getting waxed by the Rams. Like it, it's rough because they started the game, I think, with like four three and outs, mm-hmm. and then the next two possessions were somehow worse because there was that awful pick six. And you look at like Cliff Kingsbury's record as his teams go through the season, Oof. it's really bad. And I don't yeah. know, I don't, I mean, it sounds like they're not going to make a move and remove him, but mm-hmm. I don't know how or why they would keep him around after what he's shown the last few years. It's yeah. just, it's maddening. The second half collapse, I think, is always worse. You uh, you get your hopes up so high and just to get it uh, absolutely shattered. Solomon comments saying, Kyler just threw another, <laughs> another. interception. Um, you need some glasses, man. I, I honestly think <laughs> yeah, I do. I really think did I read that so, right? Yeah, you, yeah, 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 you read see, it right. Um, I think probably all the caffeine's did. affecting her pupils. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he probably did throw another interception. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, the one that he threw that resulted in a pick six was horrendous. Oof. Um, absolutely awful. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on this because I was trying to put a Band-Aid over my heart and <laughs> rationalize <laughs> what it was that I watched on Monday. And mm-hmm. I was scrolling through Twitter and this uh, video came up. I'm not necessarily a biggest, the biggest fan of the person who's speaking, but I want to I get your guys' insight because it did make me feel a little bit better. So I want to see if it also makes you feel better too. All right, let's talk Arizona. And let's take a deep breath. Let's take a deep breath. Kyler Murray didn't play well. Cliff Kingsbury didn't coach well. But let's add context. The NFC West is the best division in football. And Arizona made the playoffs. They made the playoffs. And for most of the year before he got hurt, Kyler Murray was spectacular in the toughest division in football. And we know this to be true. Generally in the NFL, it's baby steps. A coach gets hired. He cleans up the culture. You start winning some games. Ooh, then you get into the playoffs. And sometimes your first playoff trip on the road is ugly. It's one and done. And Nick Sirianni started winning games, go to the playoffs. Oh, good hell. Let's just close shop and get on a flight and go home. And that's what happens. Cliff Kingsbury has gotten better every year as a coach. Let's talk Kyler Murray. Yes, he looked nervous and anxious. And that pick six, my wife doesn't even like sports. She's like, that was terrible, right? Yeah, that was awful. But Josh Allen was awful in his first playoff game. And Lamar Jackson was awful in his. So he makes some points there. Um, What do you think about that, Totri? Do you agree with what he's saying? Not at all. All right. Well, I'm being frank, I I disagree uh, totally, especially, I mean, we talked a little bit about it yesterday. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to improve, right, year Mm -hmm. after year in terms of win totals. But if the season ends the same with the second half collapse year after year after year, then progressing in far as far as wins doesn't really matter to me because you're still failing to do the one thing that you need to do or the one thing that you have proven you can't do these last couple of seasons and as far as you know it takes time like that's not really true either like you look at joe burrow and the Mm -hmm. success that the Bengals are having right now right completely different as far as they are built much younger than the cardinals are yeah um which is why I think the Cardinals would have more playoff success, right? Mm-hmm. It's because you've got you've got DeAndre Hopkins, you've got JJ Watt, you've got Zach Ertz, all these guys that have been in the league mm-hmm. and they've been around winning organizations and teams for the most part. Uh, you figure that they would just have a better overall performance, but as far as it taking time, this is everyone knows the NFL is a win now league, so yeah. you don't really have time right. to 
second half collapse. Craig, as someone who rationalizes loss for a living, <laughs> oh my god, um, <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? Uh, You're that? pulling that clip. Right? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what are your thoughts on that logic? See, what Toji just said is this was a veteran-laden team. They brought in a bunch of veterans to get them to this place in a hurry. And you're right. Windows are like three to four years in the yeah. NFL. It's not like, oh, we can build over six years and hopefully get there. That's concerning to me. You had all these veterans, and yes, yet they turned in the performance that they did. But when they go into the offseason, to me, this is still the, – the, the whole focus is around Kyler Murray. This is a quarterback-driven league. Yep. If you have an elite quarterback, you can win. If you don't, you can't. It's that simple. The NFL has constructed all their rules. Everything about this game is about the quarterback. So when they do the analysis – Obviously, they have to look a lot of other things. Roster construction. I don't think anybody should be immune to uh, analysis at this point. Cliff Kingsbury, certainly. Also, general manager Steve Keim. Mm -hmm. But it all focuses, again, on Kyler. Do you still believe he's on an upward trajectory? If you do, okay. Ride it out another year. See what happens. That's, that, 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 to me, is the central focus of the offseason. Yeah, I agree. No, that worries me because the quarterback that he compared him to was Lamar Jackson. And like Craig was saying, your window is only like three to four years in this league before somebody figures you out. Like Lamar Jackson was going to be the guy a unless couple years Brady, ago. Unless you're Tom Brady, yeah. Yeah, unless you're yeah. Tom Brady or yeah. a generational like quarterback. Like Lamar Jackson's great, but his team didn't make the playoffs. And every time they have made the playoffs, the Ravens have shit the bed. So like <laughs> if you're Kyler Murray, like if you want that better future, that better ceiling, like you don't want to be compared to Lamar Jackson right now. Like yeah. you want, and that's the whole point of bringing in these veterans. And right. if you don't get there, obviously not having Hopkins hurts. Like yeah. he was Kyler's biggest was weapon. Huge, yeah. So we need to factor that in. I agree with some of his points, but it's just too rational of a take that lets the Cardinals off the hook a little bit. When you start mm -hmm. a season seven and zero, when you have those championship expectations and you end the season on a fizzle like that, and then with your worst game of the season, like, there are some changes that have to be made. Of yeah, some absolutely. Sort. Um, can someone save my eyeballs and read NFL AZ Cardinals comment for yeah, me? Yeah, we have a bigger issue than Cliff. Kime is the real problem. It's Kime's job to get 53 men on the field. Since Butler left, he failed to fix our secondary and especially our O-line. All fair points. Yeah, mm -hmm. those are all really good points. It's true. Um, Chris, <laughs> please, someone help me. <laughs> <laughs> Kyler still has room to improve, but something has to change. You're not going to get different output without changing <clears throat> input. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't get the, all good points. one thing for me is I didn't understand like the offensive game plan going in. No. Yeah. Right, you've got so many weapons. Mm -hmm. Right, you've got what James Conner finished the regular season tied, I think, for first or second in total touchdowns, mm -hmm. and he just was non-existent. Mm -hmm. Like he wasn't in the game yeah. whatsoever. Like at least just try and feed him the ball. Right, <laughs> like if it's the Titans, right? Like Derrick Henry is gonna get the ball twenty-five times a game regardless of if they're losing or if they're winning. Like, your best players have to have the ball in their hand. And without D-Hop, I felt like James Conner was the guy that needed to have the ball in his hand. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. You just want to establish the run game, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. that was huge. At least try. It was just a bizarre game plan. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was Ken Summers, right, that tweeted. It was like, is it time for the Cardinals to consider changing their offensive game plan, whatever that game plan was? <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's a good point. Um, yeah. 
So we're gonna we're gonna compare uh, all of the wonderful, heartbreaking losses the teams <laughs> in the Valley have experienced uh, since being in since being here in Arizona. And before we get to the other teams, I want to finish wrapping up talking about the Cardinals. Obviously, this was disappointing, especially considering how the season started. Where do you think this stacks up, uh, Anthony, among other heartbreaking playoff losses, specifically for the Cardinals? Ooh, specifically for the Cardinals? This has to fall. I think you've got, and we'll get a little bit. There's not a lot to talk about. Later. <laughs> I mean, you've got the Super Bowl. Yeah. You've got that Super Bowl with Pittsburgh. And then yeah. I think you've got, you know, a big gap. And then you've got what happened this season. Yeah, I agree. Um, the expectation going in after the 7-0 and start with Kyler. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, I just remember the season opener against the Titans. Like, it was, the Cardinals were, like, yeah. the NFL's big thing. <laughs> Chandler Jones started the season, what, four-plus mm-hmm. sacks, five-plus sacks. Like, it's disappointing given just how the whole season kind of right. wrapped up. Yeah, I mean, I the reason that I thought it was just heartbreaking in general is just because how the season started. Obviously, you know, we started to slowly get let down throughout the season as they uh, collapsed in certain games, like the games against the Panthers and whatever else it was. So, I, I mean, I would still consider this heartbreaking just because it was the first time they'd made it to the playoffs since 2015 and expectations were so high and we're finally thinking this is going to be Kyler's best game of his career. Um, obviously, it's nowhere near the... Does that, the absolute just devastation of Super Bowl 2008. But mm. um, in terms of the other teams in the Valley, I'm curious, uh, Gerald, oh, the Suns, they've had go. some heartbreakers. <laughs> yeah. uh, one very How much recently. How time do we have? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, you know, being an Arizona sports fan, it's difficult, but we're all in it together and we're all here to help each other muscle through the lowest of lows, like the coyote season and mm-hmm. the highest of highs, like the sun season. So it's going to be okay. Uh, we're here for you. We're going to just do some therapy really quick, work through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gerald, the Suns, they've had some heartbreakers. Um, one yeah. so recently as last year, mm-hmm. obviously losing game six to the Bucks after starting that series up to nothing. What... Yeah. Uh, what do you think would be some heartbreakers for the Suns? So, I mean, we could probably do a whole show just on Suns heartbreaking playoff moments, but <laughs> just off the top of my head, there's the one that we're definitely going to talk about in 93, Game mm-hmm. 6. Um, there's Mario Ellie's Kiss of Death in 95. That was just a semifinal series, but it was in a Game 7 in a series. The Suns were up 3-1 to one and just a ridiculous shot to lose a series. Um, last year had two games, you know, there was game, I think it was games four and games five. There was the alley-oop that Giannis had. And then there was the strip that Drew Holiday had on Booker in game five that led to an alley-oop for Giannis. Um, and that pretty much, I mean, that was the third loss in the row for the Suns. And then the series went back to Milwaukee at that moment. It was like, oh shit, this is probably over. Like Mm. they're not, they might not win this series. Um, and you, you could, I mean, you could go to a number of moments with Nash's teams. Like there was the game where he got checked into the mm-hmm. stands and uh, Boris Diaw and Amari Stoudemire got suspended. And that team would have gone on to win it all. That was one of the best Suns teams in history. So, yeah, so many heartbreaking playoff <laughs> moments for the Suns. It's, it's hard to pick just one. I could probably do a top 10 if I had to. <laughs> I think that team that you just talked about, and I, I was covering the team at that time, and that to me... NBA leadership failed as well in mm. that moment because the punishment didn't fit the crime. Mm-hmm. Right. The Suns end up losing two key players. The Spurs lose one. It's just nuts mm-hmm. for what happened in that incident. I, I do think that team was going to win mm-hmm. the NBA title that year. And the Spurs went on to win the title yep. that year. So that oh. was basically the series that decided it all. Oh. 
Ouch. That hurts. <laughs> um, where group do you therapy. <laughs> group therapy? We love it. Where do you think the uh, 2020 finals compares to the 1993 finals? I think it's probably just right behind the 93 finals because okay. I, I feel like you can't really top what happened in 93 the heartbreaking way in which that team went out and that was until probably this year the best Suns team ever if not for the 07 team mm. um do you want me to imitate john paxson's two-step right here <laughs> <laughs> no please please let's see Chicago, it so, I mean. yeah i mean yeah, that, our... that was just devastating last year was up there though because that's only the third time they've ever been to the finals mm. for a lot of suns fans that have you know grown up watching terrible suns teams for the last decade that was the most fun they've ever had watching mm. this team play it was exciting they felt like a team of destiny and then they ran into a Greek god that was just like, nah. <laughs> and it was nah. devastating. Nah, nah today, fam. Um, yeah, that sucks. Uh, <laughs> that hurts to talk about. Uh, Craig, the Coyotes, actually, I, I'm going to be, I'm going to expose myself a little bit here. I didn't realize that the Coyotes had so many heartbreakers. Um, you sent me a really well detailed list last night yeah, that kind of, uh, <laughs> kind of made me cry a little. Um, I was shocked, though. But um, where do you think the Coyotes playoffs loss, losses stack up in this? Um, certainly not ahead of the Super Bowl or the 93 finals, probably not even last year's final. Look, look the Coyotes haven't gone deep enough. A lot of people would probably think I'd pick 2012 because they were they were in the conference final that year, mm-hmm. but LA was on a just a complete roll. There was no way we're going to beat the Kings that season. For me the 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 top season for the Suns is 2000 or the for the Coyotes we're talking so much. <laughs> it's 2009-2010 because it was such an improbable season. It's still the franchise record for points with 107. They started the season um, they had lost $30 million the year before. They hadn't missed, made the playoffs in six years. In May, the owner of the team tried to put the team into bankruptcy, and the league had to seize control of it. In June, Wayne Gretzky announced that he was leaving as coach, so they didn't have a coach. Like a week before the season's due to start, they bring in Dave Tippett, and it's this collection of just no names. They didn't have any high scores on the team. They lost Scotty Upshaw in the middle of the season. But they somehow finish with 107 points, and they look like they're a real contender. They go up 2-1 on the Detroit Red Wings in the first round, the vaunted Detroit Red Wings, who had been to the cup final the past two seasons. And then Shane Doan slams into the boards and separates his shoulder, and he's out for the series, and they lose the series. So that one is the one that I think I point to because it was just such a great story all season. And to have it end like that is... As we said earlier, so coyotes. Yeah. So coyotes. Oh, just absolute heartbreak. Um, <laughs> that that kind of reminds me of maybe not as far as making the playoffs and having an injury just ruin what was a feel good season, but like the 2013 14 Suns, mm. that team that like was led by Goran Dragic and won 48 games but didn't make the playoffs. It was like the lone, like feeling good season, especially because they were supposed to tank that year. Nobody thought they'd be good. They win 48 games and I think they were tied for the second best or second most wins in NBA history for a team that didn't make the playoffs. Um, And then after that, it just all fell to shit. So it was like, (laughs) that was a fun season. Um, And and it's kind of fun when those seasons like take you by surprise. Yeah. But it makes it that much harder when it doesn't work out, especially because the Suns had been trying to build from the middle after that season. They're like, okay, maybe we're good. And they weren't that good. (laughs) So (laughs) it, it just ruined their whole their whole tank plan. I uh, I asked a question that was similar to this on last week's episode of the Phoenix Sports Podcast. So Craig, I'll, I'll kind of phrase it this way to you. Um, would you rather have a playoff showing like the 
2020 Coyotes versus Avalanche where, you know, the the Coyotes get outscored, I want to say, like, 22 to 6. And it's just, like, a blowout, like, not even close. Yeah. Or something like what happened in 20, uh, 2009, 2010, where, you know, you, you have your hopes so high and bad things continually, like, happen. And you you, you get chained down, injured. Which, uh, which experience would you rather live through? I'm not sure where fans sit on that mm-hmm. from a reporter's standpoint. I'd rather have the 2010 because players and coaches are so hard to talk to after a Oh, a yeah. series like oh, that yeah. against the Avalanche. I mean, they were just, they were humiliated in that series. And that really was the start of, you know, the, the teardown of the Coyotes because they realized that that group wasn't going to get them anywhere but, you know, maybe in the playoffs and they had mm. to start all over again. And it was, it was so demoralizing. Nobody was in a good mood and ready to talk after that series. Yeah. Wow. Our existence as Arizona sports fans sucks. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. I feel like it, this happens a lot in every city, you know? Sports is the highest highs and the lowest lows, so mm-hmm. just got to muscle through it. Um, one title. I, one title. Just it's true. Well, out. speaking yeah, of the title. Diamondbacks, uh, Jacob, I don't know if you've got your mic standing by if you want to weigh in here. Our producer, Jacob, is a baseball nerd. Um, <laughs> understatement on that one. Um, yes, it is an understatement. So, I mean, the, the Diamondbacks, they really haven't made very many playoff appearances or at least deep playoff appearances. Obviously, they won the World Series in 2001, which is the Valley's only major sports title outside of the three championships that the Mercury have won. Um, they've had a couple, a handful of NLDS appearances that just never really went far. Um, and then the one time that they made it to the NLCS outside of the 2001 World Series, obviously, was 2007 year of the Rockies and went to the World Series. <laughs> um, I would probably say that the 2007... I, <laughs> I would probably say the 2007 uh, season was probably the most disappointing in postseason. Would you agree, Jacob? Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think a lot of people might say that um, 99, 2017, I, I think a lot of people might say 17 is one of their least favorites to watch just because it came to the hand of the Dodgers. But... Ugh. For me, it was 2007. I was 10 years old, actually, at the time. I had my heart broken because they had just swept the Cubs in the NLDS, and I think I went to two, two of those games. Thanks for mentioning that. I had been to two of those games, and, mm-hmm. and I think I went to a couple of the Rockies games as well, and they got swept in that series. It was really hard to watch. It was deflating. I think it was one of the first sports memories that I had. So 2007, to me, rings out as probably the most gut-wrenching loss by the Diamondbacks in the playoffs. That was, uh, that was sad. That was not good. <laughs> by the way, you're going to have uh, Rattlers fans in your mentions. Now. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah, sure. I'm sorry. Rattlers. I'm sorry, Rattlers fans. <laughs> I know you guys have a ton of championships and like win every other year. I'm sorry. Um, I feel mixed feelings about the 2007 season, obviously, because I'm from Colorado. But regardless, um, you know, the, the, the Diamondbacks haven't made it back to the NLCS since then. So... Um, I will mention to this one, the the NLDS loss in 2011 uh, after the season, Ryan Braun Mm. got struck with the the juicing uh, scandal, and that one stings a little bit too. Uh, That definitely stings. Um, Jesus asked us a question. Question, if you guys had to choose right now who sorry. who would you take Joe Burrow, <laughs> Joe Burrow or Kyler Murray you got to stop drinking so much I coffee I know man. I'm sorry I can't see I'm literally as blind as a bat um <laughs> thoughts on that probably mm, man Ugh, I don't want to be the person to say it, but I'd probably say Joe Burrow. <laughs> You're about to get canceled on I know, Twitter. <laughs> I know, but I I just I look at the two different playoff performances and obviously, you know, we can talk about Kingsbury versus Bengals coaching all day, but like 
one quarterback looked very comfortable and one did not. It's only one playoff game, so you know this isn't definitive. But like right now, I would take Joe Burrow. Anybody else want to? Can I choose Justin Herbert? (laughs) Oh my god, no, you can't. In all seriousness, if I had to choose between those two, um, like if I'm legitimately a coach or a general manager, I think I'd choose Joe just because of the way he carries himself. Yeah. Um, like you could argue that the Raiders going in, and this is probably a hot take, but you could argue that it was tougher for the Bengals this coming week to beat the Raiders off of the performance that Las Vegas had against the Chargers mm. versus the Cardinals having to play a Rams team that just lost a heartbreaker against um, the 49ers. And I mean, and that they'd already seen twice. Yeah. Like season for me, the Bengals did what they were supposed to do at home. And like, you got to give credit to Joe. Yeah. Um, you look at the Cardinals game and a lot of that does fall on Kyler's shoulders. Mm. Yeah. Craig? I'm going to abstain so these guys get all the shade. There we go. All <laughs> He's right. A smart there man. you go. <laughs> That's a seasoned vet right there. <laughs> smart man. Um, Elon has joined us. Hi, Elon. Nice to see you. Some new faces here. Yes, Totri is joining us for the first time. If you missed it, he is the host of our new, or not our new, the new host of the PHNX Sun Devils podcast. Uh, Craig, I think this is only what your third time on the yep. show. Gerald, this is only your second. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, we got a yeah. new cast here. We're, we're loving it. Uh, we're talking about very sad things, but uh, the people are great. That's all that matters. Elon hasn't seen my face much either. Yes, I, don't make, I know. We try to hide your faces. I love the Chris can. Collinsworth slide in that you had right when the team back started. <laughs> can we see your best Chris Collinsworth impression right now, Jacob? Oh, here it goes. Oh, oh, oh wait, it's coming. <laughs> there it is. Uh, we have our own Chris Collinsworth on the set. Uh, we love it. Um, AZ Cardinal, NFL AZ Cardinal saying Joe, Joe Bro has a much better GM than us. Ooh, okay. So bringing mm-hmm. up the GMs in yeah. the situation, uh, they nailed it with the picks. Pickups <laughs> like you can do it. Hendrickson <laughs> and Chase. Sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I swear I'm trying my best. I can't see anything. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's definitely a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, Arnold asking, how many dingers will, will Kyler hit as the uh, – in the Las Vegas Athletic uh, Organization. Well, first of all, the <laughs> Athletics, um, they need to figure out where they're going first, and then we can figure out uh, how many dingers Kyler is going to hit. Um, that would be pretty That would be pretty funny if Kyler switched gears like that. Uh, very <laughs> unlikely, but um, so <laughs> Jacob's in the comments while he's producing. Um, all right, well, so because I like to punish us and I like pain, I've actually decided oh, that... <laughs> So dark. Hell of a segue, Matt. We work in Arizona sports. Um, Pain is our existence. Um, I I decided that we're gonna rank. (laughs) We're gonna rank the four major sports most disappointing playoff appearances. And um, I started. I made us a cute little graphic with the assist from Arnold. We can throw up my ranking. Um, This is what I chose as uh, the most disappointing, heartbreaking AZ playoff appearances. Starting with um, the Coyotes' 2010 quarterfinals and then moving up to the D-backs 2007 NLCS loss. And then uh, in second place, I have the Cardinals' 2008 Super Bowl, which I had a hard time picking between one and two because those were both, (laughs) like, devastating. Obviously, you had that catch. Uh, that stupid freaking catch that will obviously <laughs> live, live forever in catch. infamy. It was a catch. <laughs> <laughs> Undecided. The jury's still out on that. Um, and then obviously the Suns 1993 finals was a 
two seconds left on the clock. Three point, uh, three point make right there. So that is how I chose to rank the most heartbreaking playoff appearances in Arizona sports history. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how you guys did it. Uh, Gerald, I think we have your ranking up next. Please rationalize to us why you picked what you picked. Yeah, so I I mean, obviously, as the Suns guy, I didn't want to come off as biased. I think <laughs> I so I put them second. But I think, OK, so full disclosure, I have grown up my whole life a Steelers fan. So please don't hate me, everyone in the comments. <laughs> oh, no. But I know how Deb, my thing was going to that Super Bowl is like if the Steelers win, great. If they lose, the Cardinals are a really fun team. Like you yeah. can't root against Kurt Warner and Larry Fitzgerald. Like if we lose this game, I'll be happy with that because the Cardinals are a damn good team. And then Larry Fitz had that touchdown to put them ahead, the couple minutes left, and I was like, damn, Story, we're going to yeah, we're gonna lose. Yeah, watch it himself. Yeah, it was incredible. So it was an incredible moment, and I was like, all right, that sucks for my team. And then the Steelers come down and ruin it for every Cardinals fan. <laughs> was he in bounds? He was in bounds. I mean, I, <laughs> of course, I'm going to say that, Jay Perlman in the comments saying it was it was not a catch. <laughs> it, so, was, it was a catch. Uh, there according are to Jay Perlman, it was not a catch. <laughs> We, we got to stop with the conspiracy theories, guys. But, <laughs> They'll uh, never end. But look, I put that up there because it was a heartbreaking moment because yeah. it was like the Paxson shot, a championship ending play. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you needed a stop. No. You didn't get it and you lost the title because of it. Like that's devastating. Um, the Suns one, I think, is devastating just because in the fourth quarter of that game, Michael Jordan had scored all of their points in the fourth quarter. And then... John Paxson hits the shot. I think that adds an extra layer to it because they had to stop anyone, like just stop Michael Jordan and you could force a game seven. The difference here is like there would have still been a game seven. I wouldn't have bet against Michael Jordan in a game seven. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I demoted it to number two. But okay. yeah, number number one is hard to hard to top. That's yeah. just, I mean, that's one of the iconic Super Bowl moments. So Absolutely. it's devastating being on the opposite side of that. Well, not that you would know, but... I wouldn't. <laughs> but I'm very sorry. Uh, like, it must be tough. I want to kick you off this show right now. <laughs> I didn't know you were a Steelers fan, yeah. so you know If it what? makes you feel better, we got smacked in the playoffs this year, yeah, too. So same it. same boat as Cardinals fans right now. It's That's retribution. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it is what it is. Don't you break down your rankings for me. Where? Why did you pick what you picked in the order that you picked it? I don't know what's worse, <laughs> that all those are up there or that none of... We don't have any like recent ones in the last since I was like 13. <laughs> like <laughs> I got the Coyotes at 2010. That was I was 13, 14 years old. You're just um, exposing uh, your age right now. But <laughs> I remember so vividly watching that Cardinals Super Bowl. Yeah. Like friends, family. Like there was just so much hope, and that mm-hmm. was just such a great game. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember Larry Fitzgerald's just. Touchdown, what was it? He caught a slant and just yeah, turned yep, it upfield. Like, it, down. <laughs> it was just crazy. And then the ending to that game, you want to talk about heartbreak, it doesn't get any worse than yeah. that catch. Yeah. <laughs> like, Santonio San Holmes' career, you could talk about it, like, however you want, but, like, his entire career was made on his two toes being down. And we ending. actually don't use his name in this. We don't use his name in this office. Oh, um, he apologies. is very much like Voldemort. He who shall not be named. Uh, just so you know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. You know who. All right, Craig, give it to us. You can put me up here. For the old guy who can't remember what he picked. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta give a little memory refresher for Craig. Here's the thing. I, and, and Gerald was saying this earlier. To me, I'll... I already talked about the Coyotes pick, um, but to me, the reason I took the Super Bowl, first of all, it's the NFL. It's yeah. mm-hmm. it's the marquee sport in, in the U.S., right? Mm-hmm. And that was 
as you said, it was a, a game-ending play. He won the championship on the final play of the game. That was big in, in choosing that as well. When I look at the Suns series in 93, it, it was heartbreaking for Suns fans. Again, confession, I was a Bulls fan, and I had just arrived <laughs> oh in God, the Valley. What is it with you people? <laughs> and here's the thing that I knew about Michael Jordan, and it just rang true throughout his career. He wasn't going to lose in the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. I know Suns fans think if said Sabalas had been healthy, maybe we would have won this. No, you wouldn't have. You weren't beating. <laughs> you weren't beating Michael Jordan. It just wasn't happening in the NBA Finals. He went six and zero in the finals. Probably would have gone eight and zero if he hadn't retired for two years. So I put that a notch below because I never, in that entire series, believed that the Suns were were going to win that series. And I think yeah, and that's the hard part. Is I wrote about this months ago. I was doing like a weekly what if series with Suns stuff, and that moment came up and it was like okay if if Paxson misses that shot and the Suns win game six they're still at home for game seven I'm still not betting against MJ in a game seven like the dude was averaging I think he averaged like 45 for the series or something he had 55 in one game in that series and that was in an age where they were averaging like 95 points a game or something stupid (laughs) like that like he was just not gonna especially because and that was a great season for the Suns. Charles Barkley wins MVP. Yeah. They kind of have that team of destiny vibe. Like, we can overthrow the Bulls. But, like, MJ just used that as fuel. Like, oh, you gave the MVP to my good friend Charles Barkley, who I played on the Olympic team with? Like, now I'm going to demolish you. And that's what he <laughs> right. basically did. So I, I just – that shot is still devastating. It hurts watching that footage back. But, like, at the same time, are you really going to beat the Bulls in Game 7? I don't, I don't see it. The Bulls didn't lose at America West Arena that year. And yeah, they, they won all three games Jeez, in America. Yeah. Didn't Jordan bring that up in the last dance? Yeah, about he's like, you can have the MVP. I'll take the championship yeah. or something like yeah. that. Like, yeah, fair point. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's how we ranked the most heartbreaking playoff losses in Arizona sports history. I'm going to be posting that on Twitter, so make sure you're following us at PHNX underscore Sports so you can weigh in on your thoughts. I think we had some honorable mentions. Obviously, mm-hmm. the Rose Bowl. Holy yeah. cow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if, if if I'm going to choose a top four, the the Rose Bowl yeah. is definitely on that list. Yeah, the way absolutely. that ended too, and to have it. After Jake Plummer's season, an undefeated season, to have it end with a homegrown talent, Joe Germain, come back to bite you for Ohio State and win the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a couple pass interference. And then David Boston, as somebody mentioned, catches the touchdown. He ends up playing here as well. That was a devastating finish because I think ASU, I mean, we, we don't know how the voting would have come out, but they could have been national champions that year. They could have. Mm-hmm. Um, they could have been that close. Yeah. Thanks for the reminder, Craig. <laughs> yeah. I'd add the Mercury's last finals loss, yeah. too. Yeah, the Mercury's finals. They missed so many layups in that game. That was a winnable game, and they just missed so many layups down the stretch. It was it was hard to watch, especially because this might have been, like, DT's best last mm. shot at winning a title. It was it was hard to watch. Oh, my God. All right. Thank you for that. Um, no problem. <laughs> but, I mean, I think there are some positives that we can take away from this conversation. You know, I think the Suns are a great example of how sports ebb and flow, and there's always going to be peaks. There's always going to be valleys. And the Suns are probably at the highest of highs that you can be on right now, um, sitting mm-hmm. with the best record in the NBA. They came off a great a finals appearance last season. So although there have been some heartbreak and there will be more heartbreak in the future, now is a great time to really enjoy this Suns team because um, I think it's probably one of the best they've ever put together. And uh, hopefully, I I don't even want to jinx it, but hopefully <laughs> there is another uh, deep playoff run this season. Yes. So, you know, there's uh, there's still some positives. I mean, if you had anything to say to Suns fans to keep the, keep the positivity going. Yeah. 
I, I think it's enjoy the hell out of this team because, mm-hmm. you know, obviously losing four straight for the only time all season that they lost four straight in the finals, that was devastating last year. But we've seen over the last 10 years how hard it can be to put together a winning team when you don't have the right people in place. James Jones is the right person. Monty Williams is the right person. They have stars. They have young talent that they're going to keep around. Um, so just enjoy the hell out of this team. Obviously, anything less than a championship this year would be a disappointment. But don't let that you know, cloud your judgment as far as like, this is a really fun team. This is the best Suns team we've ever seen. Um, so just enjoy watching them while you can. Well, you have it. Totri, if you would... Put a Band-Aid on Cardinals fans' hearts. <laughs> what do you oh, think God. the Cardinals uh, Cardinals fans have to look forward to? I think for me, I mean, free agency in the draft is always so much fun. Yeah. Um, yes, they're going to lose some players, some key guys that they just can't afford. Uh, but at the start of every free agency, every draft, there's so much excitement. Mm-hmm. You're getting new guys. You're getting new faces. It's a new season. Um, and I think it's just start fresh. Like, I know there's the whole second half collapsing for Cliff in his career, but next year's a new season, um, and this is only going to fuel their fire, right? They've heard from that last whistle about the second half collapse, about how it's Kyler's fault, Mm -hmm. about this and that, and uh, I I would still be scared if I'm an NFC team to go against the Cardinals next year. That is a great way to make Cardinals fans feel a little (laughs) bit better. Uh, Craig, again, as someone who uh, makes nope. people feel better about a really bad team for a living, well, what do Coyotes fans have to do? the 2022-23 season, because that's going to look a lot like this season. Correct. <laughs> They're going to be at the bottom of the standings, but it's it's all about the future for the Coyotes. Look, we could have some clarity on the Tempe, the proposed Tempe Arena soon. Mm-hmm. That would obviously be a major piece in what they want to do for the future. But then you look at the draft, all the things that GM Bill Armstrong accomplished, they have eight picks in the first two rounds of this year's draft. If they execute them all, that will be an NHL record. And I know a lot of people say, well, you don't know what's going to happen in the draft. And you're right. It's a crapshoot, especially in, in the NHL where you're drafting 17 and 18-year-olds who still have to develop physically, emotionally, mentally. But this is Bill Armstrong's bread and butter. He came up through the scouting ranks with St. Louis. He knows what he's doing. And the Coyotes have, and I've been around for all all of the Coyotes' renditions. This is the most complete scouting staff they have ever had, Mm -hmm. experience-wise, accomplishments. So hang your hat on that. That's that's the hope for the future. I feel better. That's encouraging. Do you guys feel better? Yeah, I feel a lot better. <laughs> need a coffee after that. Um, <laughs> well, I know where we could go if you need a recommendation. There's a Starbucks 0.5 miles away. Um, I hope you all feel better after that. I know the topic of heartbreaking moments wasn't the happiest, but I feel like I uh, the ending was a lot better. We got some therapy in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that we like to say that we're a family, and we definitely are, so we want to make sure that you would take advantage of this and become a part of our family head on over to gophnx.com and sign up to be a member you get your first month for only 50 cents or you can sign up for an annual membership and get a free t-shirt from the phnx locker we have a ton of great shirts in there when you sign up to be a member you get a ton of great perks you get all access to the website and our written content you can become a part of our members only discord and chat with all of us we're all in there we like to talk with you guys Um, and you also get 
Exclusive deals on our merchandise right now. Our PHNX members only deal is buy one, get one 50% off on our Coyote shirts. So if you're a Coyotes fan, and I know that there are many of you out there who like to follow Craig's work because Craig is the GOAT when it comes to Coyotes reporting, now is a great time to sign up to become a member. You can get your free shirt and then you can get a buy one, half, buy one get one half off on all of our Coyote shirts. So make sure to check that out. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Hopefully we didn't make anybody too sad <laughs> out there um <laughs> we do this every week so make sure you subscribe to our youtube channel and ring the bell so you get a notification when we go live if you're listening to this on youtube thank you so much for hanging out with us in the chat we love it when you guys hang out and comment and be a part of our show don't forget you can get this podcast available wherever you get your podcast apple spotify don't forget to leave a five-star review and uh thank you so much for watching totri you made your debut do you feel like it went well <laughs> I mean, for a subject that we're talking about heartbreak, <laughs> it went phenomenal. We love to hear it. Um, thank you guys again so much for watching, and we will see you next week.